global crisis management in the transnational model of multinational organizations. Crises are often seen from a traditional viewpoint as a single, unplanned event, though a relatively new approach is to view crises as an ongoing process. In either case, a range of activities, including decision-making, are influenced. From an event perspective, the decisions are real-time, high-level strategic decisions with no room for error or delay. Though these swiftly made decisions can solve the immediate problem, the solution may mask the real issues. Alternatively, if viewed as an ongoing process, management has the opportunity to proactively identify the sometimes subtle hints that there is a crisis in the making. This ongoing process can help define policies and practices that serve to avoid or at least mitigate a crisis. Realistically, even with the ongoing process, some crises are unplanned, unforeseen events that require real-time decisions. Whether crises are viewed as a single unplanned event or as an ongoing process, the organization's internal and external environments are an integral part of the problem as well as the solution. Introduction The definition of a crisis as it applies to this study of the corporate sector is as follows. An organizational crisis is a high-impact event that threatens the viability of the organization and is characterized by vagueness of cause, effective means of resolution, as well as by a belief that decisions must be made swiftly. Davis and Coombs conceptualized a crisis as a sudden, unplanned event. Coombs concentrated on the threat to operations, finance, and reputation of the organization. Davis recognized the need for quick responses and decisions. Experts in the area of crisis management, Pauchant and Metroff, view a crisis as an opportunity to understand the underlying reasons and prevention thereof. Crises are often seen from a traditional viewpoint as a single unplanned event, though a relatively new approach is to view crisis as an ongoing process. In either case, a range of activities, including decision-making, are influenced. From an event perspective, the decisions are real-time, high-level strategic decisions with no room for error or delay. Those swiftly made decisions can solve the immediate problem. The solution may mask the real issues. Alternatively, if viewed as an ongoing process, management has the opportunity to proactively identify the sometimes subtle hints that there is a crisis in the making. This ongoing process can help define policies and practices that serve to avoid or at least mitigate a crisis. Realistically, even with the ongoing process, some crises are unplanned, unforeseen events that require real-time decisions. Whether crises are viewed as a single unplanned event or as an ongoing process, the organization's internal and external environments are an integral part of the problem as well as the solution. Bartlett and Goschel's framework for a structure based on the four models of multinational organizations include multi-domestic, international, global, and transnational. The transnational approach selected for this research invites the transfer of practices to, from, and within the affiliates. Parent organization and subsidiaries are well 
are aware of their own role as well as the role of others. There is a high pressure for integration and a high pressure for differentiation. Knowledge and innovation is developed and distributed within the entire organization. In the transnational model, the practice of knowledge sharing also recognizes the benefits gained from local responsiveness and adaptation. Based on Bartlett and Goschel's models of globalization, the transnational approach combines global and international strategies to achieve local stability while rapidly absorbing and differing the parents co parent company's innovations. They predict that due to increased globalization, multinational organizations will need to embrace the transnational model in order to maintain competitive costs as well as strategic responsiveness to local external environments. In the transnational model, the parent or home company is located in the country of origin. The parent company has direct authoritative controlling influence over a privately held subsidiary, subsidiary in another host country. If the subsidiary is publicly held, then the parent maintains control by owning a portion of or all of the shares. Likewise, there is also a need for coordination across multiple dimensions, e.g. functions, project, products, and geography. Particularly applicable to this study is that the controlling influences between parent and subsidiary companies is based on the transnational corporation's home regions. While research has covered the relationship of structures and strategies, there is a gap with regards to the influence of the structure of the organization and the performance during a crisis. The objective is to research crisis management in multinational organizations with transnational models. The primary goal of this study is to recognize the organizational level challenges of crisis management from multinational organizations, specifically with the transnational model. Transnationals are among the world's biggest economic institutions. Thus, the study has socioeconomic, political, and legal relevance. In fact, per the Global Policy Forum, the largest transnational organizations now have annual profits exceeding the GDPs of many low and medium income, income countries. To further illustrate this point, the top five transnational car and truck manufacturers are responsible for nearly 60% of worldwide sales, and the five leading oil majors account for over 40% of that industry's global market share. Section 6.2, Implications of the Results. In essence, organizations that want to take advantage of global business opportunities face greater challenges than do those that confine their business activities to the home market. Ultimately, there are opportunities for learning and improvement. For example, an organizational culture that accepts bribery as part of their business routine, such as Siemens in Germany and Total in France, would do well do well to be aware of changing laws and practices in other countries. On another note, after a number of accidents and near misses in the oil industry, the United States government stepped in to demand new safety protocols. 
whether due to the moratorium on drilling imposed by the United States or public opinion or environmental activist groups, the major oil corporations, including ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, Chevron, and ConocoPhillips announced a $1 billion plan to upgrade spill response capabilities. While that initiative is impressive, a primary concern is that in the industrial accidents reviewed for this study, the decisions were made post-crisis to upgrade and enhance monitoring, safety, and testing standards. A review of several points of information involving Toyota and Honda recalls also indicates that safety-related decisions could have been proactive before the incidents were at least made early on in the crisis. Whether Chevron's human resource practices for training well site managers and the supervision of contract workers was in writing but not in practice is uncertain. In the Chevron crisis, the inv investigation revealed that at least some well site managers were inadequately, inadequately trained and that there were at least seven different managers who rotated through the well site during the week leading up to the accident. The events leading up to the accident may indicate that the structure needs to be changed, such as repositioning human resource management into a st strategic role to prioritize training and safety policies. In summary, the implications of the results indicate that while there are challenges to managing crises in a globalized setting, those challenges can be met. The challenge is to acknowledge the differences from a variety of viewpoints and then approach the situation with action-based practices that rely on the benefits of understanding the differentiation and using visibility to maximize responsiveness and integration. However, this requires stabilizing roles and distributing power to seek and disperse knowledge and innovation before a a crisis even exists, as well as during and after the crisis. According to Bartlett, Bartlett and Goschel's model, the transnational approach does provide a frame, framework for doing so. However, the interplay between the dynamic functions of a system in a crisis and the more static organizational structures it designs for itself have an adverse effect on responsiveness and integration so that responsiveness responsiveness to that responsiveness. Furthermore, new knowledge and innovative approaches that may have been used to avoid the crisis altogether may not be readily dis distributed. Conclusion, Section 8, Conclusion. Bartlett Goschel and Beamish recognized several difficulties in managing integration, responsiveness, and flexibility in a multinational organization with a transnational approach. For one, much attention and research and in organizational management has concentrated on finding which formal structure provided the right fit in various conditions. In a pre-crisis mode, particularly for situations where profitability and market changes were key factors, the fit for the changing conditions were not fully considered or ignored altogether. In the crisis mode, the organizational managers structured to react to the conditions with multiple changes, such as strategy, product, and or markets. In post-crisis mode, for the immediate changes, organizations replaced people, pushed 
upgraded safety features and replenished the tarnished corporate Im image. The application of the structural functional systems theory to the issues provide provides additional insight regarding the influence of differentiation between structures, system visibi visibility, row stability, and function, and the distribution of power. Particularly in a dynamic crisis situation, ignoring that differentiation, differentiation, visibility, roles, and power are the foundation of the basic problem identified by Bartlett, Goschel, and Beamish, in that the structural fit focuses on only one organizational variable, formal structure. That formal structure is challenged when an organizational crisis threatens the viability of the organization with, it, with the differences of the cause, effect, and means of re resolution, as well as by a belief that decisions must be made swiftly. The development of a formal structure is influenced by several factors, including choosing product versus geographically based structures in a multi-dimensional nature of the environment, a static set of roles, responsibilities, and relationships, all of which can be challenged, resulting in dramatic overnight changes in the structure. Overall, the requirements of the complexity of the strategic tasks in normal and especially in crisis global operations are not satisfied with a structure that ignores the interplay between the dynamic functions of a system in a crisis and the more static organizational structure it designs for itself. That is, the characteristics of a transnational organization, including developing and legitimizing multiple diverse in internal perspectives, the physical assets and management capabilities that are distributed internationally but are interdependent, and a robust Robust and flexible internal in integrative process can provide a robust framework for adaptability and flexibility that under, under the most trying circumstances. However, the actions ide require identifying the interplay between differentiation and integration with system visibility, acting on role stability and functions, and distributing power throughout the organization.